Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Um, Tom, will you bring me cocktail? Ooh, you fish wife. That was a very fish wife like. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Tom. Tonight, Esther, tonight we're doing an mm-hmm. evening record and um, yeah. we're going to have it's cocktail hour. I haven't actually got a cocktail, I've got a glass of rose, but I know that Tom has made you a cocktail. Yes, and here he is. The man himself is pouring the cocktail right now. It looks good evening, very nice. Tom. Jane says, Good evening, Tom. Good evening, Jane. Good evening. He says, Can you hear him in the background? I can. Yeah, come a bit closer, Tom. I will, but I can't without spilling this. I won't bite. It's made, um, it's made like a ruby red cocktail. It's mm-hmm. got um, gin, a lovely gin, and mm-hmm. um, it's... Blood orange it, lemon. It, it's blood orange lemon and um, Bermondsey Street Bees Metro Honey. Ooh. It's called a Bloody Bees Knees. Ooh. We should take a quick photograph of it as well, Tom, shouldn't we? With me holding it, and then then that'll be good. Yes, you do. I'm in need of this bloody bee's knees cocktail as well, Jane. I can tell you that much. Oh, my stomach did a massive rumble then. Did you hear it? (laughs) I did, actually, yeah. (laughs) I've got a bear in my tummy. It's saying, thank you for the shepherd's pie. It wasn't a real shepherd's pie. It was a vegan shepherd's pie. Thank you for the vegan shepherd's pie. Very good. What's for pud? Oh, very good. What is for pud? I've had some Krispy Kreme donuts this afternoon, so I don't think I deserve any pud. Oh, God. Meg's just trumped the dog. Oh, it stinks. It's (laughs) even worse than one of yours, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I've got to say that I've had quite a hectic time on the plot with the bees since we last met there at the actual plot. Things have been quite full on, to say the least. When I saw you last, there were queen cells. And so the next day I had to go and take action and I had a plan. I opened the hive because I was going to get some of the queen cells, put those into a separate little nucleus hive with some stores, with some nectar, with some capped brood, and then that would slowly grow into its own little colony, and that's called splitting. Mm -hmm. But anyway... When I got there, they were so defensive and I wasn't using any smoke, you know, Mm. uh, my new way. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, the purpose of splitting is to stop the swarming 
and give the colony some more space by literally taking out half of the brood, putting it into a nucleus hive and then giving them some fresh comb to build on again. And that just usually calms everything down. But I didn't have time for that because they were so defensive. They were just coming at me. So I just had to shut the shop after I'd I'd knocked a few of the queen cells off. Like if you've got 14 queen cells on a frame, you don't want all these queens to hatch because some of them could swarm one swarm after another until you, your colony is quite depleted. Right. So I knocked a couple of them off and then I thought, God, and they were getting very defensive. And because there were people around on the plot, I decided to shut the hive and just leave it because I just thought, you know, there's people doing the gardens and stuff. Yes. So I just had to leave it. Anyway, the next day... I decide I went back up to the plot and I didn't have my suit on and the bees chased me off the plot. Did they? They flew into my hair. <gasps> into your bird's nest? Into my bird's nest and I literally squealed. I didn't get stung, I squealed and I ran off the plot like a banshee, <gasps> squealing and running down the, the, the pathway. Saying, not down my family, all... not my family. <laughs> <laughs> all the way, all the way to the lavender bush on the corner, and that's when they left me. And I thought, flipping heck, Gosh, they were mad. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, so two of my neighbours, what one of them was topless um, gardening. <laughs> topless gardening. Yeah, well, you know, because it was a hot day. A woman? No, a man. A man, <laughs> not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> It was Peter. He was topless gardening. (laughs) And so I thought, I went back to the plot. I said to Tom, flipping heck, you'll have to go back and get the wheelbarrow because the bees have gone mad. Mm. I said, and I'm worried that Peter will be lying there dead because (laughs) he's topless gardening and the bees were chasing me down the path all the way to the lavender bush. So anyway, Tom went back to get the wheelbarrow and to check that Peter and Juliet were still alive. Mm. When he got on the plot, they chased him off as well. Did they? And one got stuck in his hair and he actually swatted it on his head. He gave himself such a whack on the head. And, and did he, he, had he to get swat- No, he didn't, but he swatted mm. the bee because mm. his hair's a bit greasy and he was worried that he wasn't going to be able to get out of his hair. <laughs> anyway, we were very worried, as you can imagine, because... Um, we thought, flipping heck, if these bees... They've turned nasty. They've turned very defensive. Not oh, nasty, because yeah, all they're doing is sorry, defending. Yeah. yeah, they're defending yeah. their colony, yeah. So, that night when I got home, I was, as you can imagine, I was feeling a little bit worried. You were shook up, Esther, you were shook up. I was so shook up, Jane. Because I haven't had this for many years. Years ago, I remember the bee inspector came and um, the bees chased us off the plot then. And then once when I was doing my potatoes years ago, they stung me on the head as I was digging a hole. But I've never really had this being, um, you know, chased off the plot for many years. So it's a shock. So I, I text round all the neighbours surrounding the, the bee plot And I said, you know, there's been a disturbance and the colony is very defensive. So the lady called me back Mm. and said, well, actually, they'd buzzed her Mm. on her plot while she was planting her vegetables. And the other neighbour said her husband had been stung on the head that day. Oh, they do like a head. I know. Why did they like a head? 
Well, I suppose they're going for the, um, you know, the eyes. Are they going for the eyes? If they sting on the eyes, then the bear can't see to actually take the honey. Oh, really? They're that clever. Yeah, so this neighbour got stung just under the eye. Anyway, he was quite a tough cookie and he said he wasn't bothered, but I was bothered and actually (laughs) I was very, very upset about it. And it really knocked my confidence. My confidence went right down as a beekeeper. I thought to myself, flipping heck, you know, I think I'm not scared of the bees, as you know. I'm not bothered about the bees. I don't even mind whether they're buzzing around me or whatever. It doesn't but bother it was me. But people. what I am, yeah. Mm. What I am worried about is upsetting my neighbours. Yeah. And so... I said to the neighbours, could you just leave, don't go back to the plot if you wouldn't mind for a couple of days and let's see if things settle down. So things did settle down, everything was fine and they were all good. And then I went on Friday, this Mm. Friday, I thought I'm not going to open them lot, Mm. I'm Mm. just going to leave them and they'll just have to be whatever will be. Mm. So on Friday... Um, I checked the other ones, you mm. know, the ones um, just by the, the hedge, and they were all fine. They had a supersedure cell, which means they were thinking about making a new queen, and it did have some royal jelly and a larva inside. Right. So I left that in place because it was just the one. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, we had an allotment plant sale. Mm-hmm. Um, with the COVID regulations, we couldn't have our usual plant sale where we all crowd into the car park. So people were selling things on their plots, yes, you know. Yes, Joe Bloggs was selling, you know, chilies and turnips and Frida Bloggs was selling flowers and fruit, you know and how it is. knickers. <laughs> Vintage. Vintage knickers. Yeah. I'd stitched up the holes slightly, but yeah. Anyway, there was a swarm during the plant sale and it's warm near the bee plot but right on the corner of the path Mm. right where people were walking by it was massive (gasps) oh gosh I said to Lynn do you mind coming to help me because it's massive and I can't I can't do anything about it today because you know there was all these people there So this was the defensive gang and um, (laughs) one of them did buzz me actually, which is unusual for a swarm. Not too bad, but it did give me a little buzz and I thought, let's just stay away, stay calm and I thought, whatever will be, will be. Yeah. If these bees don't want me to look after them, if they're too scared and they prefer to live in the trees in Queenswood, which they're pretty near, I thought, let them fly off. I made that decision. Yeah. And... um, I came home, I went to bed, (laughs) and then Lynn said to me, "Um, I'll meet you back on the plot in the morning or lunchtime and see if they're still there. And I said, if they're still there, we're going to have to collect them today because we couldn't leave them again any longer because we'd have to remove them again when people were there and it was a bit of a, a miserable day today. So anyway... I thought to myself, I bet they're still there. And I was right. They were still there today. And where were they? They were still in this bramble bush. Normally, they'd swarm to the bush. And then usually within a few hours, a couple of hours, they would go again. But they didn't go anywhere. They stayed. Well, there was too much going on. A big party. (laughs) Your your pants sale. (laughs) 
I'm just having a sip of me bloody, what's it called? Me bloody bee's knees. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's rosé like yours. Well, we caught the swarm. We put it in a box in, um, we put it directly into a brood box, actually. It was quite, it was a bit tricky to cut off. It was hanging on a big bramble branch. But we got it off and they and um Lynn said, I'm gonna go and get my smoke because they were they were def- they were defensive even in this swarm, you know, which is very unusual. You didn't try the pans. We didn't try the pans, no, because I think it was all too late for that. Mm. But I took them back to the plot and I put them in the new hive and shut the door. And then I've had to uh, text all my neighbours again and said, Would they mind not coming to the plot for you know till the end of the week? Mm, you know, it's, it's quite an imposition, isn't it, really? It For really them. is. Were they okay about it? Well, they were very, you know, sad about the bees of changed right. personality. Uh-huh. Um, they've had, a, obviously, a personality crisis. And me and Lynn have decided that, you know, we're going to have to re-queen them with um, a new queen. So I went online to buy a new queen, but they didn't have any new ones until the 14th of June. Oh, gosh, that's a long time. I know. So it was just interesting, really. It sort of really knocked my confidence. Well, it's a big thing, isn't it? Because, of course, I don't want to upset anyone. Yeah. Well, I think your attitude is very good to sort of think, well, what will be will be. Mm. And if the bees are, you know, want to pike off... And like you say, find a tree somewhere and fend for themselves. Then, mm. um, then you'll just have to let that be. Yeah, but they won't do because they're all in a box now. They're all fine. They're in the new home. But they might swarm again, but, though, might they? Well, not really. No, it's probably unlikely now. No. Why? Why wouldn't they swarm again? Well, you know, because they've got a new home, so they've got so a they've new got plenty start. Of space. And they've got plenty of space yeah. and I've got another super to put on. Once they've drawn out all the comb, I've got another super. They've got plenty to do, haven't they? Yeah, so hopefully, well, hopefully they won't swarm. So is it, is it do you, when they swarm as well, I know mm-hmm. it, they, you know, I've run out of space a lot mm-hmm. of the time. They, they, you know, they need more space. But mm-hmm. is it a boredom thing as well? Oh, we've, we've, done, <laughs> we've done our bit in here. <laughs> We need another space to do our bit again. <laughs> no, that's like you when you haven't when you're keeping busy and then you've got nothing else to do, isn't it? You get bored. But are they a bit like that? No, oh. they're just thinking. <laughs> no, they're just thinking we've run out of space and we need to spread our genetics, our a bigger pad. Yeah, right. And so they need more space, and it's time for them to go off. And mm. some bees are more swarmy than others. But yeah, me and Lynn, we did feel a little bit peeved actually because you know this uh, person who gave us the package bees, who sold us the package bees, they both failed, mm. and then as a substitute, they gave us these blooming bees that are absolutely, <laughs> absolutely crazy. But they weren't crazy before. They've well, been, no, they've been very they... good bees. They've been very active and got on with things. Yeah, but it's only when we started to disturb them. Yeah, when just we turned crazy because you were trying to knock off all those queen cells. Yes, that could have been it. But I think I noticed Jane. I mean, I didn't go into details about this when when Brian was there, but I did notice the time before when I inspected them, they were very very defensive towards me then. So I think 
what was happening. Once they started, the colony got big and they were thinking about swarming and then they d- they produced the queen cells. Then they started to be more defensive. But I think they were pretty defensive to start with um, once they were in that little box. But we never actually looked at them. The other ones are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. Right. They've got a queen cell. They were fine. They were absolutely fine. So they're the ones, the ones that you're talking about are the ones that were in the nuke that we put into the mansion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, because we put them into the mansion, Esther. Yeah. They've got, you know, we're in a mansion now, man. Like, nobody can touch us. We're in this <laughs> F-off big place. And you, you, you lot can just F-off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just turned like um, you know they just started taking loads of cocaine and drugs when they got to the mansion and it just sent so. them mad. They became very Manchester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the in the mansion, it was the Mank Mansion, and they thought we were the fuzz coming to get them. Right. And you know, That's right. they we're thought not we were any the of fuzz. This. The fuzzy was. Yeah. The fuzzy was was. We were defensive, but... right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that we should, to... I think we should call them the Manx. <laughs> so There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But the other book fast at the end, they're doing fine. Um, and what about the Italians? Are they are they okay? Yeah, well, the Italians seem to be, you know, they're still going. They're still going since, um, you know, when Brian was there and we put them into the little nuclear. So they're and in a flat reduced, now. reduce the frames, didn't we? Yeah, they're in a flat. All right. So they like it. They're in a very small, they're in a cottage. They love it. They love it in the cottage. And they're still going. They're still flying. Do you think the monks might intimidate the Italians? Well... The swarm is on the other side of the plot now. I've put that out of sight because there's just raucous. The, the neighbours are going to complain. There's going to be trouble. Do you think there might have been gun wars between the Manx <laughs> and uh, and the Italians? It's got nothing to do with. Um, I was going to say Vegemite. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with what's it called? Mite. Veroamite. Veroamite. It's got nothing to do with Veroamite <laughs> and EFB. It's. They've got Marmite disease. It's because they've been intimidated by the Manx. That's why they've decreased in numbers. Yeah, maybe the Manx were just like a load of bullies. I think so. (laughs) Oh, poor USA. It's been one thing after the other. 
you know what though it's interesting my heart sort of like sunk you know when I had this problem because everything was sort of you know it was going good again it was nice and then I got another issue something else to come and uh, test me yes um it was a bit like stage fright a bit like for some crazy reason I felt like I lost my confidence when they all started like buzzing and going crazy you know what I mean <laughs> Well, I know, but I, I don't blame you, Esther. They're going crazy, like they're chasing you off the plot with their little guns, the little sting guns. <laughs> like, you know, as scary as that. Oh, I'm going to Liverpool now. <laughs> I've had a glass of wine. I feel a little bit tipsy. Maybe that's what's happened to them bloody, them bloody bugger bees on the allotment. They've just gone mad drinking loads of meat. <laughs> In fact, you know, one of the ladies I was passing, you know, because of course, me being me, I was saying to everybody, you know, I don't know what's happened to the bees. They've gone, they've gone mad, you know. Just as a matter of interest, how many of the queen cells did you knock off? You know, after Brian had done the um, inspection Mm. and that's when I was going to take the frame out and put it into the other colony. There was so many queen cells, there was like loads of them. Mm. Um, I think I knocked off, I can't remember now, but, you know, a few. But I I didn't have time to take them out. There were still loads left, I just thought. And at that point, because they were really coming at me bad and I I was worried. They were doing it before I even started knocking the queen cells off. Oh, were they? You know, as soon as I opened the colony, they were cross. I mean, obviously, the, they were making the queen cells. So when I opened the lid, oh, they, they were, were in defensive. the middle of making them. Yeah, it wasn't the action of knocking them off turned them. They were just mad with me when I started. They were mad with me because they were defending the queen cell. Right, Meg. Sorry, the dogs just come in. Meg, go on out. Go on. That's it. Go on. Ooh, right. Um, so, so, so you disturb them doing their business. Even when we looked at them with Brian, I, do you remember? I said I think we should use smoke on these. I knew that even then they weren't they weren't their normal selves. Hmm, I thought they were all right. Yeah, I know, but I know them from old. You know what I mean? That I knew that the character was changing and that's why I was a bit nervous. Anyway, it's changed now. It's it's changed. Well, everybody changed. from the bric-a-brac sale survived. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but Lynn said something which reminded me, because, you know, because last year, if you think, I lost the bees at the, you know, the beginning of the last year and the year before, the... They were a bit sort of slow. Maybe they already had the EFB a bit then, you know. So there were no trouble the year before for me. I had a few swarms that were fine. There was no problem. I had nothing to... Nothing was a problem. It hasn't been for a long time, really, with their sort of personality. I've not really had this sort of thing in years. And I've been doing the same thing for years, you know. So it's nothing to do with... It's nothing to do with what I've done. It's just their... It's just the character, it's just their DNA, yes. you yeah, know, because yeah. I haven't changed yeah. my beekeeping. If I was part of the plant and plant sale, plant, plant, plant and plant sale, mm-hmm. and I knew nothing about bees, yeah. and I was trundling up the pathway, ready to buy mm-hmm. my pants and plants, um, yeah. would I have noticed this swarm? Oh, yeah, you would have done, because there would have been 
millions of bees flying all around you like oh, a big really? cloud. Yeah. All around me? Well, yeah, because, um, they, they, you know, they all start circling and it's like a sort of like a tornado. And then, you know, they've got to they, they're going to the spot. The, the scout bees have found a little spot for them to, to but just would they rest. go near people? Would they go near people or, or their mission is to find their new home? They're, they're not really interested in people then, are they? are not they? interested in people, no. So, no. so they're flying were, above, yeah. above our heads. Unless they saw somebody, you know... Who and you know, or smelt quite nice of a queen pheromone, and you know, just by chance, they'd rubbed a queen pheromone on the head before they set off to the pant and plant <laughs> sale, and then the bees would have landed on their head. But fortunately, <laughs> they hadn't done that. <laughs> I think it's so funny that they like heads. Yeah, they love heads. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> but. You know, it was interesting because it's all about the pheromone of the Queen and, you know, this spot where they landed was mm. exactly where they swarmed last year. Oh. It was exactly, exactly the same spot. Mm. That just shows you how strong the Queen pheromone is. It was still remaining on that uh, Yes, that bush. interesting, interesting. Because um, Lynn reminded me, you know, because I'd gone, you know, after Brian had been and after you'd been and they all went for me then, I had my suit on. And actually, I hadn't washed the suit years ago when I had bad-tempered bees and when I first started with my course. They always said, wash your suit. Mm. Because if the bees are a bit um, aggy that day and they start going at your net, mm. they leave like, a, an, a, you know, an alarm pheromone. And that's actually then on the suit. Oh, how interesting. If you turn up with that suit full of those pheromones... They're going to think, hey, she's back, you know, the fuzz buzz, the fuzz buzz are back and the, mm. the, you can hey, smell them the from here. the fuzz are back, you know, the fuzz in buzz that crazy outfit showing yeah. off. That's it. Having they it think, large. Yeah, you can smell <laughs> them from a mile off. And that's why you have to wash your suit. It's really important to wash the suit Ooh. and wash the net. Ah, bloody yes. hell, when Lynn reminded me, I got the suit, I covered it with washing up soap and I washed the net I gave it such a scrub well, did you not put it in the washing machine the, the net I did in the bath because you can't put that in because um, you squash it all you squash it and it come out you know you come out looking like you've got your head you know stuck mm. after, under a falling tree or you know mm. something like that <laughs> <laughs> it would be a different chip You're in Brighton. What are you up to? I'm here because of my Brighton Festival piece, Yoke and Dalians. <laughs> it's so funny, actually, because um, my daughter is here, Molly, you know Molly, and she's doing the music for the project. And, um, and we were on Woman's Hour this morning and I was talking about how my mum had been you know, a free spirit and, and had taught me about freedom and, uh, you know, and therefore I'd given my children such a lot of freedom as a result. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, because Molly, <laughs> Molly is really quite behind with her work on York and Aliens. And she was saying to me, uh, oh, a friend of mine who lives in Brighton said that, uh, you know, she would like to meet me on the beach and we're going to go out. No, you're not. No, you're not. You've got to finish <laughs> this work. 
No. <laughs> At the end of the day, if I think you have reached a point where you can go out, <laughs> then you'll be able to go out. But otherwise, no, you're here to work. And I've been going on and on and on on women's about how much freedom I gave them and how I struggled with control, but how I'd really come to terms with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blooming heck. Oh, God, that is funny. Oh, and, and so we were listening to it back. <laughs> Molly was looking at me with a wry smile going, hmm. Yes. yes. What were you saying about freedom? <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you about the oak and aliens is, you know, do you believe in aliens? Yeah, I do. I do because I believe that they did appear to my mum, even though it was really what you think of as a hallucination that she was having. I believe that they did appear to her and they said, you're... Part, you're part of our world now Ooh. and you, your brain is actually receptive to us now because it's gone into a different shape, a different form. And, um, what, shape? Know, like, like an egg? Yeah. Well, like an egg yolk? No, like, like an alien yolk. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you're not part of that other group, the human race, the, no, the normal human race. You're not part of that anymore. You're part of us and you're receptive to seeing us and um, because my mum did say, when I, she used to be frightened of them, and I did ask her, are you frightened of them anymore? And she went, no, I'm not actually. And I think that's because she'd gone to their side. Are you inviting any of them to come to your exhibition? <laughs> <laughs> are they coming? That's what I want to know, because I want to see them. Uh, well, you won't be able to see them because your brain is what we consider to be normal. Anybody who's got Alzheimer's... Normal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the, 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 other, the other people on the other side uh, oh. will, will see the aliens at the exhibition. <laughs> oh. But we won't be able to see them. OK, then. All right, well, I won't get my hopes too high about that. But the yoke, are you going to be having an eggnog? <laughs> are you at the exhibition? <laughs> Or are you just going to have a boiled egg? blowing all round. Ooh, good, I like that activity. What's your favourite sort of egg that you like? Ooh. Do you like boiled egg, poached egg, scrambled egg? Boiled. Or just boiled? Although I don't eat eggs now. Now I'm getting closer and closer to being a fully-fledged vegan. But I do actually miss a bit of an egg. Yeah, well, an egg is very good. Especially a boiled one. Well... I love eggs, as you know, because once I made you an egg custard, didn't I? It had 11 eggs in. <laughs> we, we both felt very, very ill afterwards. When I said, how many eggs have you put in this? You went, well, as many as you've got, really. I mean, if you've got four eggs, put four eggs in. If you've got 18 eggs, put 18 eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and how many did you put in this time, Miss? Oh, probably about 18. <laughs> 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 you can't have too many eggs in my world. Eggs are just, you know. Yes. Well, your pudding was definitely over-egged on that particular occasion. We we left very bilious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, well, I look forward to coming to uh, Aliens and Yoke. Is it called Yoke and Alien or Alien and Yoke? Yoke and Aliens. Because Alien and Yoke seems like a sort of comedy duo, doesn't it? And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's Alien and Yoke. Well, I know what. When you come to do the Q&A and you're hosting the Q&A on the 22nd and the 29th of May, you can introduce it like that. (laughs) Good. (laughs) (laughs) And you you and Molly will laugh, but hopefully everybody else will. Do it again. Do it it again for my benefit. (laughs) And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have... Aliens and yoke. <laughs> Perhaps you could split the audience up and one half's yokes and one half's aliens. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would just like to raise your hand if you are a yoke. How many <laughs> yokes have we got here tonight? And on the other side, how many aliens have we got? Oh, well, yes, it's pretty, pretty even there. And what would you have them doing so that they could win the competition? Who would win the competition, the yolk or the aliens? Hmm. What would the competition be? Oh, gosh, it would have to be some sort of dance, I guess. Some (laughs) sort of, uh, you know, alien yolk dance. (laughs) And you you would judge the competition. (laughs) Who's the best alien dancer? Yeah, and who's the best yolk dancer? <laughs> or I'd like to see a yolk. How does a yolk feel without a white? Oh, what's its what's the expression it would pull? Oh yes, well that's a would it be idea. happy or sad? Oh, I think that's a really good idea. Mm. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 um, take away all seriousness of this project and do it this way. <laughs> now, everybody, you've come to see aliens and yolk. Are you thought you come to see Yoke and Alien? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it could be a bit sci-fi, you know, like um, the Doctor Who conventions, and people could dress as aliens and eggs or yolks. Maybe you could be top half alien when you do the Q and A. You could be top yeah. half alien and bottom half egg. I could be, yeah. But the only trouble is, if I was bottom half egg, I wouldn't have any feet to walk on. I'd have to roll down the hill from the train station (laughs) all the way to the gallery. (laughs) I haven't even told you about my shed. I've got bloody two robins nesting in there now. Oh, I love robins. It is cute. I mean, I'm pleased, but it means I can't do a wee in there. I have to just do it in the polytunnel. But because <laughs> I don't want to disturb them, but I put some mealworms down for them today. I bought some from the pet shop from Glens and gave them a little, a few mealworms. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, anyway. Nice. I- they're ever so cute, these little robins. So when you come, I'll invite them to the tea party as well and they'll join in and maybe there'll be Mr and Mrs Robin at our party with their children. <laughs> it was a lovely cocktail, that was. I can't wait for Tom to make it for you. And the honey was, oh, it was absolutely divine. Was it? It was blood orange, lemon, uh, Metro Bermondsey Bees honey. And it was ever so nice. Did you say you've got some sort of decoration in your drink? Yes. Well, Tom's put some uh, red campion flowers in my drink and a little bit... Oh, no. I think that it's actually dead nettle, dead nettle flowers he's put in. Oh. Yeah. 
and a bit of dead nettle. Oh, doesn't sound that thrilling. Well, you know, dead nettles don't sting and they are edible. Oh, are they? According to Liz Knight's forage book. Oh, like nettle soup? Yeah, mm. very nice. Oh, Essie Pessie. Essie Wessie. Oh, um, listen, got to go now because um, after my one glass of wine, I'm now feeling rather sleepy. And oh. <laughs> I feel like I ought to go to bed. Oh, good night. Oh, love you, Essie. I love you, darling. Have a good week and I'll see you next week. Yeah, and don't worry about the bees. It's just one of those things. It's just it's just part of their oh. stuff. Send them out some love. I will. Say, I, I love you, bees. Whatever you like, whatever your nature, I love you, love you, love you. I'm going to invite them round tomorrow. Yeah. I think they like that. I think so. Open all my doors and they can just can come and cuddle up to me with it in my bed. <laughs> Make them a Lancashire hot pot. I will. I'll do that. I will, Jane. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Love you. Night, night, Essie. Night, nighty. Bye. And I'll call you up whenever I'm Bees is written and created by Esther Coles and Jane Horrocks. It is produced by Claire Broughton, Andy Goddard and John Wakefield and partly recorded at the Hives on my allotment near Crouch End in London. Our title music is Sweet Nothing by Amy May Ellis and Will Cookson. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Queen Bees Pod for pictures and videos from the Hive. Queen Bees is a hat-trick podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.